Why can't we have nice things? Let's play ball. Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Pros. This is Leading Off, brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. It's me, Joey P. Joe P. Zapia with me today is back the Welsh, clean-shaven, and ready to go. And we've got some baseball stuff to talk about today. We got your betting stuff. We've got your prop bets. We got your DFS. We've also got your fantasy baseball. We've got some history and a whole lot more. But Welsh, we have to start here on a sour note, unfortunately, Mm. because people say to me all the time, Joe, why can't you enjoy what's going on with the New York Mets? Why can't you be happy with how well the Mets have done? And I inevitably respond back because I know it's always a matter of time before things go sideways. Last night, Max Scherzer was on the mound, felt a pull in his side, left the game, took himself out immediately. I know they're saying they're hoping it's not so bad and all these things. But Welsh, this is why we can't have nice things. So I unfortunately am here sitting and just miserable because Max Scherzer, who had been carrying this staff here, looks like he's headed for the IL. So what can you say to me to make me feel better? Um, I mean, there's always tomorrow. The sun will, <laughs> the, the sun will come out tomorrow. Da, 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 da. Uh, it's like Byron Buxton for me. You know, this is actually very similar to like when Byron Buxton goes down. Like it's very upsetting. And when he's not in the lineup and this has been baseball, though, this has been baseball all year you know it's like hey this is fun this is good and he's gone he's gone the mm-hmm. the scherzer one is pretty brutal though for that entire mets team that is the uh heart and soul and uh i don't i don't know what else to tell you my friend except the sun will come out tomorrow. <laughs> well, beautiful voice that makes me feel a little bit better no, thanks uh, I what i will it. say is is also this that you know from a from a fantasy standpoint in terms of our approach i guess the one solace we could take is our approach going into this year was fade the top 10 pitchers. Great point. Look yeah. Great all point. the other guys in that next column, get two of those guys, get, get a Pablo Lopez and a Giolito, get a, this guy, and Joe that Musgrove, guy. get a Joe Musgrove Joe and Musgrove. get a, you know, you Darvish or whatever. Yeah. I don't have any Walker Bueller's in those struggles. Don't have any Max Scherzer's don't really have many. I don't think I have any Shane Bieber's I've kind of avoided all of that, which, you know, push comes to shove. It'll be interesting to look at the end of the year on, you know, the return, if you really, if you took like, you know, the top 10 SPs and then you take the next mm-hmm. 10 SPs, which is a little subjective, you know, how big of a overall production difference, if we did, if we did averages, if we average out, you know, strikeouts and the ERA and stuff like that, like how big of a difference did you get drafting high, high starting pitchers than you did waiting a little bit? I'm not sure it would be so much different. Plus, if you add in those, you know, IL stints and missed days might not be too big of a difference. You might be correct. Maybe we'll have to get that mayor ERA into check. Uh, this actually makes me feel nice. Before we even get into the headlines, look at this. We're closing it on 7,000 subscribers nice. to our YouTube channel. They said it couldn't be done. <laughs> so if you have it already, they make all- sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Fantasy Pros MLB. It's a different channel. Again, this is the MLB channel. We do just baseball here. I uh, just did a uh, buy low, sell high video yesterday. We've got the waiver wire video, I think comes out tomorrow morning. So mm. very exciting things here. We've got a lot more than just the leading off. We're building out. We're branching out. It's an empire we're creating here. So besides the miserable, horrible, terrible, no good Max Scherzer news, let's get to some other things that might make me feel better. Uh, Nick Pavetta. How about that? Two hitter against the Astros after the Astros hit 5,000 home runs the night before. Uh, Nine Ks, 
one earned run for Pavetta. He is now at a 4.22 ERA. Kenley Jansen blew his first save of the year with Keston Hira walking things off for the Brewers with a two-run dunk. Just like we all What's scripted, Keston. Just like we oh, all yeah, scripted, Keston Hira blowing the Kenley mm-hmm. Jansen save, like we all thought. What is this? Two thousand more disappointing prospect, Keston Hira or Jared Kelnick? I mean, right now it's Kelnick. Kelnick's not in the majors. Oh, oh God. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I think either answer would have hurt my, uh, my soul, but I mean, uh, Kesson here hurts. Like that guy looked like such a good contact hitter. The one thing I would have bet on him, if it would have been like, Oh, is he going to tap into his power? Is he going to run? I'd say, well, he's going to hit like the guy is going to hit and he's going to make that work for him. Nope. Not, not whatsoever, but you know, he's starting to roll a little bit. He's getting a little groove. Yeah, boy, oh boy. Uh, all right, Jared Walsh homered twice. I was telling everybody that's the perfect guy to swap in the video. <laughs> if you could make a trade for Taylor Ward and go get Jared Walsh and something else, go do that. Well, you made that trade yesterday. You're doing okay. Uh, David oh. Bednar fans two in his save. Pete Alonzo homers, plates four, and the Mets win despite losing Max Scherzer. So really, they lost. Uh, and uh, CJ Cron uh, becomes the uh, first National League guy to hit the double-digit mark in homers. Congratulations, CJ. Good for you. Uh, back to the injuries here, Welsh. So Chris Paddock is going uh, to have a second Tommy John surgery. Uh, yeah. We didn't really talk about this yesterday. It, it's it's a huge bummer. I mean, the Padres really made out like gangbusters on this trade. This feels like one of those trades that happens in fantasy where you're like, yeah, I'll give you this pitcher for a closer or whatever. And then the pitcher goes on the aisle a couple weeks oh, later boy. and you go, Whoo, boy, dodge that bullet. Doesn't kind of have all that. Had that. Right now? We've all had that. I love person. I personally love Chris Paddock too. Uh, he's just like a, he's a good dude. I think he's a really great, he was a great pitcher for a time. That third pitch stuff just absolutely killed him. And he was starting to find his own again. He was starting to find his command. That was a problem when you're like a fastball changeup guy, you're probably going to need a little bit more. And he was starting, and, and also you're going to need like pinpoint command. And he started to find that command again. And <clears throat> I don't know, we'd, again, we'd have to go back and look at the history of it, but how successful you know, have any pitcher been coming off a second Tommy John? Because I know we have a little bit of a history on it. I don't really recall many guys coming back successfully from two TJs. I can't remember who they are. Fire have two. Um, that's a good question. I don't know. Why. I, don't know. I, I, I feel like one of the Cubs guys had two Tommy Johns. That sounds right. There's somebody in my brain, and I cannot. <clears throat> excuse me. I cannot unlock them right now. Who had two mm-hmm. Tommy Johns, and I believe it was like one in college or high school or something like that. And then one Mm -hmm. right early in their career. And I cannot unlock who that is right now, but I just don't feel like the success rate is super great. So I'm personally bummed for Paddock. Uh, I definitely had shares because he was dirt, dirt cheap, but yeah, what can you do? And he looked pretty good when he got over to Minnesota. He's actually pitching well. The strikeouts yeah, finding his command. They were yeah, better. they were working with him better. I mean, the, right. there's been a lot of criticism on the Padres pitching coaches mm. as of late, like especially with what happened in the minors with uh, Mackenzie Gore. They had multiple mm-hmm. TJ guys, and you know maybe the Twins were doing something right, but then pfft, sucks. Too late. Too little. Too late. Unfortunately, there. And uh, it's one of my favorite Beck songs from the 90s. Uh, two Tommy oh. Johns and a microphone. That's one of my yeah. favorites. Now, you know what? I, I love that one, too. Mayor, Mayor, by the way, pointed out Drew Rasmussen had two Tommy Johns. So that's oh, wow. a I did not relatively. Yeah, I didn't either. That's a pretty good success story uh, for him returning, though. You know, guy can't hit 90 pitches. If literally a comet was coming to Earth and it required him to go 90, they would be like, well, it's been a good run. 
Well, he's in the right place for that. So uh, Chris Sawyer here, one of our peanuts and Jack uh, Cracker Jacks has a question here. Uh, just traded Zach Gallon and Alec Thomas for Brandon Woodruff and Alejandro Kirk at a 12 uh, team daily head to head mm. points league. Uh, he loves you. He says he loves the Welsh. Uh, oh, thank you, Chris. He would Keep like some input on this trade. Yeah. What do you what do you think about this trade? Gallon and Alec Thomas. I'm assuming it's redraft here. In yeah. I mean, look, you, you got Woodruff, who to me in head-to-head points especially if the the points favor the pitching side i'd always have woodruff every day of the week i think he did pretty well here in this trade i think it's a good trade for both sides which is what you want at the end of the day well did but did but, he get the uh, he got the gallon and thomas side correct he just no, just he traded, traded gallon and thomas for woodruff so got woodruff. gotcha yeah you know uh, it's actually funny i was just looking at the other day i'm i'm creating a sheet of just easy finding stats and stuff. You know, sometimes you go down the rabbit hole, you go on fan graphs and you're just like, Oh, da, da, da. well, I'm starting to find areas I want and I'm saving them. And one of them was I've been looking at pitchers that are successful through the first three innings. Uh, so I've, I'm sorting and splitting the first three innings by innings uh, four, five, and six, just to kind of take a look and see who pops. One of the guys that's relatively alarming. Um, I, I don't have it in front of me is uh, Brandon Woodruff who had, I mm. believe Top five worst ERA in baseball innings four, five, and six right now. And a really hmm. horrific exit wow. just kind of gets destroyed second time through the lineup, which I agree with you. I was surprised because there's names in there you would kind of expect. I, I really should uh, have tried to pull this up. I didn't know we were going to talk about him. But well, maybe that tomorrow has me, we'll talk about Yeah, we, we can. And that has me worried a little bit on Woodruff on the lack of success on the back end. Uh, we, we've seen him get a little bit wonky and having that much of a blown up ERA uh, innings four, five, and six. You're talking about completed games. I wouldn't hate if you had the Gallon side, to be honest with you, on that trade. Woodruff is the best player in the trade, but Gallon mm-hmm. has proven himself uh, pretty solid this year. Better team for oh, Woodruff. Yeah. But Alec Thomas is kind of a little bit of a dude. Kirk doesn't do much for me here. Thomas does a little bit. It's I think it's a very even trade, uh, if you will. Yeah, but and that's what you want. You yeah. get the best player, but the other side gets the best bulk, and that's a good trade. Everybody wins. Yeah. Uh, me personally, I always want the better player. That's the RPV in me. Uh, by the yeah, way, also in the Penis and Cracker Jacks, JP is trolling me. Two weeks in a row, Joey P suggested a pitcher pickup, and then they landed on the IL. Uh, yes, that's true. So it was bad luck? a couple weeks ago. And then he had Tommy John and Jake Odorizzi last week. I said, look, pick them up. Two starts. Let's go. Yeah, why then, not? Cart it off. And then uh, the rest. Who's your next one? Why don't and, you anoint the next? Uh, it's uh, Jose Isles Quintana. Team. So somebody better put him in bubble wrap, please. Oh, okay. For the love of God. Can we put that guy in bubble wrap and, and protect him? Let's go to uh, <laughs> some more about. Can we talk about this? Uh, Albert Pujols last night uh, goes in the top 10 for hits in the history of Major League Baseball. Number 33-13 and 33-14. Uh, so he is now officially up there uh, ahead of him. Still, we have, let's see, uh, Carl Yastrzemski, Paul Molitor, Hannes Wagner. Uh, so it's a lot of uh, famous names. Derek Jeter is at number six. And I was scrolling through to see where Ichiro was. And just, I was like, I couldn't remember exactly how many Ichiro hits there were in the major leagues. In the major leagues, he had 3,089 hits so in his absurd. major league career. Dude, it's absurd. It- and it started at the yeah. age of 27. I just want to point see, that out for everybody. That was the thing that got me. Actually, it's funny because they were, uh, I was watching a broadcast the other day and they were doing this bit where they were like, they were talking about pool holes and, and 3000. And they were saying, who are the next guys that are going to be able to get there? And they had shown, you know, Atuve is kind of like 32 years old, kind of close. And they were talking about Machado and Machado's got like 1700. He's only 29 years old. And they're showing these five guys who are on this list, like who could be the next 3000 hitter. And they're kind of arguing about it. And I had the same thing in my head. I'm looking and I go, my God, Ichiro 
at 27 reached 3,000 hits. And we're looking at these guys who have, at 29 years old, 1,700, and maybe they'll get there. Ichiro was two years younger, and he did what Ichiro did was, uh, it's one of those like hindsight type of things. We look back and we're like, wow, he was incredible. Mm-hmm. He really was. Well, and and Mike Mayer just threw up here uh, that uh, Ichiro had another 1,278 hits in Japan, which is what I was alluding to next. The The point is, combined, he's at 4,367. And a lot of people say, oh, it doesn't count. It was Japan. He came up at 18 years old, this guy, okay? So yeah. let's say, take away the first 80 games. Let's take away 80 hits or whatever he's got, right? After that, you got to realize the Japanese seasons are shorter by 30 games, practically. So... You know, he's playing 130 games, 135 games, whatever he's doing here. So even with that, if he had been playing in Major League Baseball since the age of, let's say, 20 or 21, I have almost zero doubt in my mind, barring a catastrophic injury, a fluke injury, that Ichiro wouldn't have the most hits in the history of baseball. And we'd look at him differently. When people say, who's the hit king? I know they say, well, Pete Rose. But I always say Ichiro, and I think it does matter. Professional baseball, you have over 4,000 hits in your career, and the people then make the argument about, well, you know, he's not facing as good a pitching, all this stuff. That that argument doesn't hold water because when the dude came over here, he broke the single-season hit record. So don't tell yeah. me about how he couldn't hit major league pitching back. No, of course he could have. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I d- I'm not going to count the um, the stuff he got in Japan like, as a totality and be like, he is the true. I think he would have been though. Like I'm what he yeah. did there. Awesome. Well, what he did here is incredible. 30 games in Japan every yeah. year. I mean, he would on. have done it for sure. I'm not going to look at him and go, Oh, well he is the number one hit leader because if I add those two together, it is a bit of a different game, but I don't think it's as dramatic as people think. And regardless of the point back to your point was that had he been here from the jump, he would probably have two or 300 hits on Pete Rose right now. And it is fascinating to look at, uh, going back to Pujols for a second, that Pujols is definitely going to get to 10. But the question is, is can he get past Honus Wagner? Is he going to get another 100 hits? Um, you know, Because he's, he's going to get to 10 easy. He, uh, Carl uh, Grostremski and Honus Wagner are within one hit of each other. So if he can get there, it's either he gets to 10 or he's 8. And then there's a little bit of a shot at maybe seven or something like that. That's as high as pool holes is going to get. Trent here with some great stats here. Each row had some of the most off the wall stats of all time. Baseball history, 2000 hits in less than 10 seasons, averaged 220 hits in his first 10 major league baseball seasons. That's wild. just absolutely stunning there. Uh, speaking of stunning and crazy baseball stories, I saw this on the internets yesterday. Uh, the Yankees cut third round pick Jake Sanford for allegedly stealing bats and gloves from his teammates and then trying to sell them online. He also allegedly scam fan selling autographed equipment and never delivering it. I mean, is this the strangest story you've ever heard? It, I told you, I'm actually going to talk a little bit about it on uh, another show prospect one, but like as many people know, I really like like autograph stuff. I got all the stuff here. I'm into memorabilia and I follow some groups. I had actually seen this claim four ish months ago of people being like, first it was, Hey, Jake Sanford is on these groups saying he's going to do his own signing. Cause people do private signings. I have a couple of friends. Sure. That, uh, right. are promoters I know you've and, been a part of those like Julio's done one. Like they do. Yeah. Private yeah. Signings for people that come in. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. Agents, they cut deals and these guys, they put these signs where you can send in and get stuff autographed. So he was doing like his own and people are like, Hey, check this out. Da, da, da. And then all of a sudden people started being like, Hey, Sanford is scamming people. He's not doing it. And I kind of watched it from afar. And I was like, this is really interesting. And then it came out that he was not only scamming fans. He was like, stealing teammates stuff this is a third round pick who had a really good year last year 
who got a signing bonus and people really liked. He was stealing these guys' stuff and he was like going out and putting it on eBay or whatever the hell he was doing. This is wild. This is wild. He got a big signing bonus too. I I, I don't understand it. It's a crazy story. I would love to like read 12 more articles about what the hell is going on. And by the way, he just signed with uh, the Ottawa Frontiers uh, Baseball League. Like awesome. he deleted all his social media and stuff. And then he went and signed and is playing, you know, out of the States now. What a weird thing to do. I mean, geez, uh, I don't know. So it's so strange. All right, let's get to some of the stat heroes of the day. Obviously, Nick Pavetta at the top of the list of pitchers. Who would have thought that against the Astros? Eight Ks, no walks, stunning uh, complete game for him. Zach Wheeler was very good yesterday. Uh, nine Ks, no walks for him, uh, no earned seven innings. So Zach Wheeler clearly has found himself again. Do you think it was the shoulder at the beginning of the season and having that delay? Was that the problem? Or, I mean, do you think maybe it was just a, a fluky start to the season? What do you make of the <clears throat> early struggles of Wheeler and now Wheeler looking very reminiscent of the guy who was dominating last year? I think it was the injury stuff. If you if you remember, I, I have a vivid memory of the injuries in the preseason because in tout, uh, he, had, he had just gotten hurt. And there was this kind of like interim period of was he going to really be able to, was he going to miss time? What was going to happen? And then it was he was going to throw in the spring training game. So I got him at a discount and people were moving away from him. I think readjustments to um, what we saw in the offseason of, you know, guys not being able to work out with teams, also suffering a little bit of injury that set him back. Maybe you got some weather stuff. I think all of those play in. I definitely am kind of tuned into the uh, preseason injury setting him back a little bit. And then he's just right back at it, which I'm very happy about. All right. Uh, Drew Rasmussen did not throw 100 pitches. Uh, five in, <laughs> no earn, run seven Ks. Uh, Jordan Lyles was also good on the other side of uh, the Yankee game. Who would have thought that? Uh, eight Ks, two earned runs. Garrett Cole, uh, five Ks, two earned over seven. Shohei Otani, seven Ks, two earned runs. And Josiah Gray, three earned, six innings, seven strikeouts for him. Austin Riley was my buy low this week in the article that I wrote uh, or contributed to, I shouldn't say wrote, I contributed to over mm -hmm. on fantasypros.com. The power numbers were there. He was just struggling a little bit. Just buy Austin Riley anywhere you can, if you still can. Sure. Jazz Chisholm, two for two with a dinger. He continues to be red hot. Jared Walsh with the two home runs. Let's talk about Jazz Chisholm right now. Uh, I, Jazz Chisholm is electric. He is exciting to watch. He is great for the game. The different hair color, the speed, yeah. the helmet flying off when he rounds second base. He is everything I feel like we should be excited about for baseball. And I want more. I want more publicity for Jazz Chisholm, who is, I got to say, outperforming a lot of our expectations. Many of us were a little concerned they wouldn't be able to do reach that level. He has done that. So everybody Me that was too. on Chisholm has absolutely been validated so far. Can he maintain this pace in any way, shape or form, Welsh? Well, I mean, that was the question that my concern why I was fading on him this year was I put him in the Javi Baez camp that he could be um, streaky. You know, he doesn't his walk rate isn't great. He swings through a whole bunch. Uh, he can be a big strikeout guy. That's a problem. He's always trying to pull. He is trying to pull and smash baseballs. He's a he's got electric bat speed, just like Javi Baez. So my concern and, and sometimes you do that when you look at these guys, you go, well, you know, you can put two and two together and say, you know, this type of style equals this type of style. So the results might be the same. And and it was that, well, you know, it, the team context, just kind of get out of it. He's been incredible. Can he maintain it? I don't know. That's the question here. Like, this is his problem is he can get really strikeout heavy. He can get 
just swinging at every single pitch? And what will pitchers do to adjust to him? That's the other question we don't know yet. What needs mm -hmm. to be adjusted to him as a hitter? And how is he going to react? At this point, though, I'm not going to even harp on that preseason. I was, was fade. Did we see the adjustment last year already, Welsh? To Chisholm? Yeah. Like, was, yeah. is this the, his readjustment to the league? Yeah, well, no, and I, I think the beginning of this season is he, his readjustment to the league. So is there another, that's what I was saying, is there another okay. readjustment? And what oh, is that right now? Okay. How do you change and attack this guy? And, and you know, one of the ways you can do it, we can do it if we want to speculate, is go to, you know, like a baseball savant. We could look and see what the pitch mix is right now. Where is he really successful? And you might get analytical. Let's just say, I'm, as a hypothetical, because I'm not looking at it right now, but let's say he's you know, hitting fastballs at a 350 clip right now, where last year he was hitting him at 280 and he's not really hitting any breaking pitches. You might see own team coaches start to say they want to attack him with more off-speed stuff out of the zone. And how is he going to adjust to that? All of that aside is to be the speculation. He's incredible right now. His power speed combo, he's electric. I think he's one of the better middle infield guys in baseball right now. I've boosted him up in my redraft ranks quite a bit because I think you have to because he's a huge fantasy asset and he's not showing any of the Javi Baez swings right now. He's just mashing. Yeah, he is. Uh, Isaac Paredes, two home runs against his former organization. That must have felt good for him. Yeah. Luis Arise had four runs scored and a steal yesterday. Cole Calhoun, another guy I talked about in the waiver wire video today. Uh, home run. He's hot right now. Look, he's a streaky player. And when he's running hot, I think he's rostered in less than 20% of leagues right now. Sure. If you need some help in the outfield, go grab him. Uh, Ty France, boy, he's been helpful. Uh, home run, two RBIs, three for five. Good. And MJ Melendez with a home run yesterday. Uh, any of these other guys in the uh, stat heroes and the hitters stick out to you, Welsh? Uh, I mean, MJ Melendez has kind of cleaned up. I hate it. <clears throat> in TGFBI, to catcher league, I've had Melendez rostered. I still have him rostered, but I had him starting when he got called up because he you know, can play other spots and stuff. And then, of course, this week I took him out for you know just a solid bat because he wasn't doing much, and he connects with his first two major league homers. He start, and he, you know, he's really getting the time, and he's mm. going to get more continued time with Salvi Perez on the IL. So MJ Melendez is someone to continue watching because th this is an opportunity right here for him to stick around for the long haul of the season. None of that was guaranteed, and this is the chance for him to long haul stay. Even when Cam Gallagher comes back, if he continues to hit, he can hit a couple other spots. With Salvi coming back, I think MJ Melendez could be around for a bit. And, you know, any of these guys that can play more than just a catcher are valuable. All right, uh, let's get to the stat zeros. Dalton Jeffries, six earned runs over four innings. Zach Davies, five earned runs over four. Kirby Sneed, two-thirds of an inning, five earned runs. Jake Walsh, no outs, four earned runs. That's the, uh, that's the pinnacle. That's the chef's kiss of the stat zeros. Come in there, give up two hits, four earned runs walk a guy and not get it out. Eduardo yes. Escobar is over four with three K's boy. Oh boy. The Escobar experiment is going to be coming to a, a halt pretty soon. Javier Baez over mm. four with three K's Joey Bart over four with three K's Luis Robert over four with three K's Josh Bell over five, just, just a flat over five. Yeah. Uh, also over four, but uh, no strikeouts. Uh, Juan Yepes, Christian Walker, Verdugo, Segura, and Robbie Grossman. What is going on with Robbie Grossman? Robbie Grossman had a breakout season last year, and I know he's been a bit of a journeyman. I know he's bounced around a little bit, but everything looked like the guy sort of turned a corner and looked like a really nice value, and it is just completely disintegrated in people's hands this year. I have no shares, I have but no I shares. almost feel like I should send a greeting card or something to people who do 
because send it to Bogman. Then this was Bogman's oh, Bogman. number. I, I wouldn't even bring it up to him. On the yeah, show no, no. It's his number up. one play. I even Jack in the chat, Bogman. It's Bogman's fault. This was like his number one targeted player. Every mock draft we did, loved it. Uh, I did not. I'm not a big Tigers outfield guy. I faded Akil Badu. I faded Robbie Grossman, and both of uh, they've worked out quite well for me right now. But yeah, we should all send Bogman a card or an I'm sorry or you know a care package of some sorts. Maybe Omaha Steaks. Maybe I do. I do love the uh, Omaha steaks. Now, Max Meyer has uh, not been good recently. No, uh, he has the ups. injured list with a nerve issue. So, uh, I mean, there's something had to be up. We talked about it earlier in the week. Look, just hold for now. Uh, nerve issues can always be scary. Uh, I don't know how much detail we've gotten yet on this. Uh, but uh, I see here that uh, about 14 minutes ago, uh, Rotowire and a couple other places, CBS are reporting. Uh, so he's on the IL, which, again, you don't want to see the guy hurt. But at no. least it explains what was going on here. Uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't. He, I didn't hear the IL thing. Hold. Yeah, 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 me too. And I hadn't heard about the IL thing. I was worried because he was pretty walk heavy in his last start, and he's got mm -hmm. lit up. But it also this tells you the story. This tells you what's going on. The problem is, is in what capacity do you hold? How long is this going to linger? How long does it take him to get back? I would say, let's assume this is like a normal ish uh, stent of IL and then the return period, I think you're at least three weeks before there's a real possibility that he would mm -hmm. be called up. So if you're just sitting him on a bench, this is your call. This is your call as a uh, fantasy owner. Yeah. What do you, what do you do? If you've got NA spots, this is fantastic, but you know, you might be upwards of a month before you actually now get max. And I don't know how much that's going to be worth it. It's again, depending on your roster size or how aggressive people are, because this could be one of those situations you dump them and everybody swoops him up. If they've got a uh, roster. Yeah, spots. That's so, my fear. I don't think it's definitive that, that you get him. Yeah, I just don't think it's definitive that you You're keep right. him at this point. It's it, There's context to it. It's a roster-to-roster roster issue. I definitely agree with that. Yes. And if you have questions about that, you can always ask. That's the perfect thing on Discord to ask us. When you go over to Discord and you join that yeah, at fantasybros.com slash chat, these are the kind of things we could talk it out with your roster. All right, let's go to the home run board. And there you go. Night King of the North at 14. Wow. Uh, DeBlum at uh, 14. And all I do is win at 13. Larry C up to 13 also. Larry C uh, called Mike Trout yesterday. And Adele Gadillo with Justin Turner moved up to 11. So nice job there by my boy Adele. Uh, let's go to the betting pros section here. And of course, these are from the prop bet cheat sheet. But if you're going to make a wager, we strongly encourage you to use the promo code leading off at BetMGM, the king of sports books. Bet $10, win 200 on any game, regardless of the outcome. When you sign up today and download the BetMGM app, or go to betmgm.com, bet responsibly. And by betting responsibly, I mean, make sure you use the promo code leading off, but in all seriously, bet responsibly. It's fun, but again, have some discipline with it and take some free money. We're giving it to you over at BetMGM with the promo that, code leading off. That crown uh, I got is a lot so of clean, by here. the way. That crown is just What's so that? clean. That crown is so clean. Isn't it's just it? so pretty. Just, it out. looks good, but it's completely <clears throat> plastic. Yeah, no, I can tell it's plastic, but it's just a very clean. It looks good on your head when you do the, the read show. I That's said I'm very it. regal. I said just generally speaking, I have a very, you are very regal. I have very kingly features. It's a very strong, yeah, funny looking nose. Yeah, you know, you, you do. Know? You got the nose, you got kind of the yeah. eyebrow. Yeah, you, you are very regal, very much. Yeah, and it covers up my giant bald head, which is also helpful. Uh, George Kirby tonight over on BetMGM. The strikeout prop at minus 156 is the juice, but it's three and a half. Uh, three and a half. That sounds like a, a, an easy one to me. Aaron Judge at total bases, one and a half. The juice is one my, uh, minus 115. Bryce Harper's got even money on the same total base prop at one and a half. Same with Stanton is also even. Corey Seager 
one and a half total bases at plus 130 tonight against Framber Valdez uh, in Houston. Then you got Cedric Mullins at plus 125 at the total base prop at one and a half. You've got Austin Hayes at one and a half, also a plus 120 uh, against Jordan Montgomery, both of those guys. And then Kyle Tucker, total bases against Otto, uh, who I believe is the bus driver from The Simpsons at one and a half plus mm-hmm. one uh, ten. Those are all at bet MGM. So go bet them today. Oh, uh, Welsh, did you have anything that stuck out to you on this? Well, I really like the Kirby one. That's one mm-hmm. that I'm going to play. I got to tell you, like judge continue. I, I want to play it every single day. Judge, I want to play every single day. There's a part of me that has this, like, it's going to stop at some point, but he is so hot right now. I think it's, uh, it's always going to stand out in any projection system. Uh, look for hit ones too. I actually played a, uh, <clears throat> that was a really nice one. It, they had just singular one hit for Stanton and Alonzo yesterday. And Stanton didn't play, and then Alonzo got the homer, and I won the bet. I didn't win a whole bunch, but I put those two together. But it was just one hit. So look for those on your book if they're giving it, because if you take any of those two hot guys, you can put those together. And I liked that one. Those are a couple guys. Pete Alonzo I like today. I would probably play it at one and a half total bases. The other one is uh, Zach Gallen. So Zach Gallen strikeouts, Cubs, bottom 25, one of the you know the six or seven worst teams as far as strikeouts go. I think they average around nine a game. Zach Gallen. Gallon's at five and a half on strikeouts. So I might put Gallon and uh, Kirby together in a little uh, strikeout prop for some extra juice and uh, play that mm. out. There you go. Jesse L just informed us Melons is out today. So that's very disappointing because mm. I always look at these first thing in the morning, load them up into the show sheet, but now Melons is not in the lineup. So I hate you can that. scratch that one off your list. It's the worst, especially when you're like, Ooh, that's a really good one. Nope. He's not there. Uh, DFS. You could put Kirby together on DK along with, uh, Framber Valdez or Gallon. Valdez is just 8.5. Kirby's just 7.8. Rich Hill is real cheap at 6.5. I feel like it's a trap, but I'm curious. <laughs> but I would it's stick with trap. Framber Valdez and Kirby. I think that's a good situation there. Um, if you want to go Gallon and Valdez, you can on DK. On the single pitcher site, uh, Kirby's 8.5 on FanDuel. Gallon is 10.6. I'd rather split the difference and just go with Framber Valdez at 9.7 than to mm. stack up Houston. Uh, speaking of Houston, that's where I'm going for my home run call tonight with Jordan Alvarez. Going to go back to what works. I'm at six. Welsh, where are you going for your home run call? Who's going yard? Uh, well, I mentioned it. I'm going to go with Mr. Pete Alonzo, who doesn't have a big old track record against uh, Dakota Hudson, but he is hitting 400 against him. He did it last night. We go back to backs, though. Let's see if the team is uh, hyper aggressive. Somebody then go card said, can we get a prop bet on uh, does Pete get hit by a pitch? But I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Pete Alonzo today. There you go. Who's Mike Mayer got today? Ah, yeah, I was Luis about to Robert. say the same thing. Oh, does he? Luis okay. Robert is where he's going today. So there you have it. If you want to make a home run call, go join our Discord over at fantasypros.com slash chat. Free to join. But when you're a premium subscriber, you can hang out in the home run channel and make your picks. You can also be part of stages, be part of the AMA channels where Welsh is, where I am, where we take questions from everybody. And we have some nice conversations about that. And don't forget, betmgm.com or the BetMGM app. Use that promo code leading off. And lastly, let's get this number to 7K. We can do this. We've got goals here. So if you haven't already, subscribe to the channel because, again, it's not just the show now. We're doing some of these other side videos for uh, the waiver wire, for buy low, sell high. We're going to start that now as a weekly thing. So click that little bell for notifications when you subscribe to Fantasy Pros MLB. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on. For the Welsh, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids.